for all of us may, must appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each may receive recompense for what has been done in the body, whether good or evil. For the Lord of Christ urges us on, because we are convinced that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died. And he died for all so that, all, so that those who live might no, live no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from the, a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. We've been talking about Second uh, Corinthians for the last few weeks. Uh, Paul's letter to Corinth that really encourages them to rely on God's strength and not on our own strength to recognize that when we are weak, God is strong. And in our text today, uh, Paul tells us that he and his companions, they have a lot of confidence. Some might call it arrogance, which I think is what he might be responding to as some people were accusing him of arrogance and bragging and things like that. But he says, no, we do have confidence, and it is because we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Comes another one. (laughs) Uh, To walk by faith and not by sight is a nice, pithy little idea, but I think it's, it's harder to do than it is to say. Because when I look around, when I look around, I see a lot of obstacles in my way. When I look around, I think, how am I going to get from here to there? And I feel overwhelmed. How many of you have ever felt overwhelmed by the things that you look around and see? I look at the, you know, we, we haul in the bills and we start looking at those. How am I ever going to make this happen? We look at our work situation and maybe we're facing layoffs or job shortages. How are we ever going to find work? Some of us, we look around at this world and we see hurt and despair and violence. We see oppression and marginalization. Some of us are oppressed and marginalized. We think, how are we ever going to overcome this and become you know, live a life worth living. We see, you know, even when we feel this great pull and compassion in our hearts, we look around at the issues of homelessness and, and poverty and strife and struggle, and we wonder, how, what can I do? It's overwhelming. I feel like it's going to just consume me. I don't know. I don't have the strength. I don't have what it takes to overcome this. And even when we start to look at our friends, sometimes our friends look at us and go, well, I don't know what to do either. How am I going to help? I'm no better off than you are. We flounder and we struggle because our sight tells us that the world is consuming and overwhelming and we can't make it happen. We can't do it. But that's living by sight. That's living by the way we look around us. And, but Paul tells us today that we are called to live 
by faith. To live by something that, that our eyes can't comprehend. Even though we look around, our faith tells us what we see is not God's reality. What we see is not the way it's going to be. What we see around us is not the end of the story. You may have seen Jesus hang on a cross. You may have seen Jesus go into a tomb, but that is not the end of the story. Your eyes are deceiving you because we worship a living Savior. Amen? Amen. We worship a living Savior. And what we saw on Friday was not the same as what faith told us happened on Sunday. And Joshua, when he came, when he was called to lead God's people out into the promised land, they all, thousands of them, they come up across the Jordan River, big, fast-flowing, giant river that was deep and wide. And God conveys to Joshua, I want you to take the ark and cross the river Jordan into the promised land. And Joshua and his compadres come up to the Jordan River and it's swift and deep and wide and flowing. And Joshua says, now what do I do? What do you mean come across there with the ark of the covenant? And God said, go, go ahead. And the minute they put their foot in the water, the waters parted, and they were able to cross on dry land. Just like at the Red Sea that had happened uh, 40 years prior. <laughs> and they crossed over into the Jordan. It was only by seeing with faith, not by sight. It was only by taking that first step of faith that they could see the blessing of God happen. It reminds me of when Peter was on the boat with the other disciples and there was the wind and the rain and the storms and the boat was being tossed about and Jesus wasn't with them. He had stayed on land until all of a sudden they see Jesus walking out across the water and there He is and everyone is freaked out and scared. Is it a ghost? Is, what is, why is Jesus walking on the water? And Peter says, if it's you, Lord, tell me to come to you and I will. And Jesus says, I tell you to come. And Peter hops out of the boat like a crazy man and walks on the water toward Jesus. Walking by faith, not by sight. Until he started using his eyes and looked around and saw the wind and the rain and the waves and the storm. And all of a sudden he started to sink. And Peter cried out, Save me, Lord! And Jesus reached out and grabbed him, and they both got back in the boat. Jesus kind of tissed at him a little bit. Why did you let your eyes deceive you into thinking that you could not walk with me? Why did you let your eyes deceive you into thinking that this was the end of the story? Where is your faith? Jesus said. He took his eyes off the prize and started looking at the world around with human eyes instead of looking with the eyes that Jesus gave him. Reminds me of another guy. Emory Anderson. Or Andrews, sorry. Em Emory Andrews. It was a, an American Baptist pastor during World War II. And when the issue, when the order was issued to... Uh, round up Japanese Americans on the West Coast and put them into concentration camps. 
Japanese Baptist Church in Seattle, in the course of a week, lost their entire congregation, and they were taken from Seattle, Washington, to Minidoka, Idaho, which is right outside of Twin Falls. And Amory Andrews, white guy from, from Washington, stood in his empty church and said, I'm going to Twin Falls. And he packed up himself and his family, and he went to Twin Falls, and he tried to rent a house, and when they found out what he was there for, they refused to rent a house to him. They treated him like dirt throughout Twin Falls, but he went there and he did what he could to minister to his Japanese congregation that was behind a fence in Minidoka. He ministered to them and he, he brought them. And that's why I have, a, I have a few friends. We have a few friends. Uh, Yosh Nakagawa and Herb Tachia who have been here. The reason they're American Baptist is because Emory Andrews went to Twin Falls. And he was baptized as a child at Twin Falls First Baptist Church. He said, yeah, we'll baptize the Japanese from the concentration camps. Bring them over. We'll go ahead and do that. That is walking by faith, not by sight. He didn't know what he was going to do for money. He didn't know what he was going to do. He didn't know what he was going to run into in Twin Falls. But his faith told him, that's where I need to be. There's a lot as we look around. There's a lot happening in my life, in your life, in our life together, in the world we live in that can challenge our faith. As we look at this world and we wonder what on, where is God happening, as we look at this world and we see things falling apart, as we use our sight We are overwhelmed and confounded and despaired, depressed. But as we look with faith, we start to see a different picture. We start to see God's strength at work. We start to see how Jesus is at work in the world around us. And you might be wondering, well, that's a great thing. Again, it's easy to say, hard to do. How do we do that? I think it really begins with our prayers to God. It begins with when we run into problems, when we start to look around in this world and we see what's going on and we feel overwhelmed, it's time to pray, amen? It's time to pray. My wife and I pray at night. We pray for our kids. We pray for... pray thanksgiving for each other and for all the blessings of God. And I'll tell you what, sometimes when we feel overwhelmed, we, we kind of hope the other one doesn't remind us to pray because we don't feel like praying. You don't feel like praying, right? We don't feel like praying. So I keep hoping, I hope she doesn't, you know, I hope she doesn't bring up that we haven't prayed yet. And she's thinking the same thing, right? <laughs> but I'll tell you this, there has never been once when we forced ourselves to pray together, there's never been once when we turned to each other and said, man, I wish we hadn't done that. That was lame. That was no help at all. No, no, no. Every time, every time, we go, you know what? It's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. 
things look, things look different <laughs> in the light of prayer. And we also have, you know, the Word of God. Psalm 119 tells us is a light to our path and, and will shine our way. It'll tell us where to go, how to get there. So we need to be looking to Scripture and drawing from it. And we also have this space and this community where we can come and be safe and ask for others to pray for me, for you, for one another, and to get the love and support. God has called us together for a reason. We have each other for a reason. I believe that, that no one's here by accident. Uh, We need each other, and we are here for one another. That's how we learn to walk by faith. In our prayer life, in our community life, in our study, in our devotional life, God opens our eyes to a new way and a new perspective. Let us pray. Our loving and gracious God, we indeed recognize that to walk uh, in this world, it can be overwhelming to look around and see the realities. And we know, God, that you you don't call us to be ignorant or naive but to see things the way You see them. And to know that there is nothing this world can throw at us that You will not help us get through and overcome. Your strength is our strength. And our weakness is Your strength. Thank You. We praise You. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.